0: morning. Amen. 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 I'm just going to go back a little bit. How I mean, you know old school is where I come from? Amen. Old school is where we all come from. I love to praise him. I love to praise Jesus. I love to praise him. I love to praise him. I love to praise Jesus. I love to praise him. Oh, I love to praise him. Holy Night, for he's my rock. He's my rock. Come on. My rock, my sword, and shield, for He's the will. In the middle of the will, I know Him never, never let me die. He's the a jewel that I have found. Come on, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I love to praise His name, Hallelujah. Hallelujah, oh, I love the praise His name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, oh, I love the praise His name. Oh. In the morning, hallelujah. at noonday, hallelujah. in the evening, hallelujah. in the morning, I love to praise His holy name. Come on, let's give God a hand clap for praise. God, I do another small one? One more one. I mean you love the Lord. Come on, don't fool me this morning. Amen. The song says, I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today, yeah, because you care for me in such a special way. That's why I praise you, I lift you up, and I magnify your name. That's why my heart's filled with praise. Sing it one more time. I love you. I love you. I love you, Lord, today. Because you cared for me. In such a special way That's why I praise you I lift you up And I magnify your name That's why my heart's filled with praise That's why my heart filled with praise. That's why my heart's filled with praise. Amen.
1: Thank you, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you, my friend. Amen. 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 Praise God. Amen. I guess we're about ready. Uh, I got to get my cameraman on. Focus. Amen. Audio, lights, please. Amen. And audio, video. Five, four, three, two, one, and we're live. I'd like to say good morning to everyone that is present. We thank and praise God for for your presence this morning. Uh, God is an awesome God, and we are thankful and we're grateful for those that are listening uh, by way of media, social media. We thank and praise God for our uh, sister churches in Liberia and Africa. And we just give God praise and glory this morning. Amen. Come on, thank you. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And we thank God for our friends and family today. And uh, God gave me unusual word. And uh, and I sought the Lord for it. And uh, what he gave me, you all going to get. Amen. 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 Uh, We're going to go to the book of St. Matthew. St. Matthew is where we're going to go this morning. Now we're going to travel a few places, so if you have your Bibles, uh, you'll be able to, to um, travel along with me. St. Matthew, chapter number one. St. Matthew, chapter number one. Uh, Father, we thank you now. We, we ask now, Holy Spirit, that you just come and, Lord God, you would saturate this place. We pray, Father God, that you allow me to decrease, and God clothe me with your glory. And Father God, we pray in Jesus' name that your word is released. That God, your people will take hold, Lord God. And Lord God, they will know your great love. And we thank you for now, in Jesus' name. Amen and amen and amen. St. Matthew chapter number one. I'm going to read some verses. And then we're going to share some things. Uh, Verse number one says, The book of the generation of Jesus Christ. The son of David... The son of Abraham. He says, Abraham begat Isaac, and Isaac begat Jacob, and Jacob begat Judas and his brethren. And Judas begat Pharise uh, and Zahra of Tamar, and Pharise begat uh, Esram, and Esram begat Aram. And Aram begat uh, Amadar, and Amadar begat uh, Nason, and Nason begat uh, Solomon. But I think you said, what? the Where is she going? You'll find out in a minute. And Solomon begat Boaz of uh, Rahab, and Boaz begat Obed of Ruth, and Obed begat uh, Jesse, and Jesse begat David, the king, uh, and David, the king begat Solomon of her that had been the wife of Uriah. Now, I read this because we want to deal with some genealogies, and we want to see how Christ dealt with things, and we want to see how uh, the law dealt with things. On Wednesday night, we talked about law and grace. We talked about how uh, the woman that had caught in the very act of adultery was brought before the people, brought to Jesus, and they wanted her stoned. But we also found it interesting that even though the scribes and the Pharisees, they brought this woman, and since they are so good about the law, they failed to read the law because the law says the man and the woman had to be brought and stoned and both died. But for some reason they left the man out. I can't understand. Maybe because someone was guilty. That could have been. I don't know. But they left the man out, but they only brought the woman, and in, in it says in the very act. Now, when you look in the book of uh, uh, Genesis, and we begin to talk about the generations of Adam, uh, it starts with the generation or genealogy of Seth, And it never mentions uh, any women when it deals with the genealogy in the Old Testament. But I found it interesting that it would name some females in the uh, generations of Jesus Christ. Now, for the topic that the Lord gave us tonight, or for this morning, is the harlot, which is a whore, the prostitute, the rapist, and the adulterer. The harlot, the prostitute, the rapist, And the adulterer. We want to look at how God deals with things compared to how uh back in those days uh uh, they the Lord dealt with things. Now, the first verse that we read, uh dealing with the book of generations, but I want you to drop down to verse number three, and it and it says, And Judas begat Pharis and Zara of the Tamar, and Pharis begat Uh, Esrom, and Esrom begat Aram. Now I want to talk about this man called Judas, and these two sons that he had. If you don't mind, how about going to the book of, uh, Genesis chapter number 38. Genesis chapter number 38. And we want to talk a little bit about this man called Judas. Because often times when, when, uh, we find people, uh, have some, something going on in their life, or in their past, uh, We feel like we are not um, worthy to be a part of the genealogy or in in the line of Christ or doing anything God says. Amen. Because most of feel unworthy. If you got a past, if you got a shady past, the first thing we think, well, God can't use me. That's the first thing that we think, right? Amen. And most righteous, uh, most. Church folk, I'm going to say righteous, because that's a difference. Now, most church goers, let me put it that way, church goers, you know, when they look at our past and they say that's a shade of past, and God cannot use that individual. And it can't use that individual. Well, we're going to see what happens in the Bible, what God did. Amen? Judas chapter um, Genesis chapter number 38, and I'm going to read a couple of verses from Genesis chapter number 38 to give us a, a, a understanding of how God... Takes a harlot, and here she is in the generations of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. We talk about Jesus. Now we, we like to jump over and we deal with the uh, uh virgin birth of Mary, right? We love to talk about Mary and she was a virgin, right, ma'am But we don't talk about our whole a mess. That's in this genealogy when it comes down to Jesus Christ. That shows you the grace of God. Amen. Shows you the grace of God. Amen. Now, uh, Genesis chapter number thirty eight, let's read verse number six. Because we talked about this man named Judas. Now, verse six says, And Judas took a wife for Ur, that's his son. Uh, his firstborn, whose name was Tamar. Tamar. now you uh, keep in mind about Tamar. Tamar is his daughter in law, right? And then verse number 7 says, And Er, Judah's firstborn, was wicked in the sight of the Lord, and the Lord slew him. And Judah said unto Onan, Go in unto thy brother's wife, and marry her, and raise up seed to thy brother. And Onan knew that the seed should not be his, and it came to pass when he went in unto his brother's wife, and he spilled it on the ground, lest he should give seed to his brother. And the thing which he did displeased the Lord, wherefore he slew him also. Now, I want to fast forward for a few minutes here, and let's drop down uh, to verse number uh, 14. Now, in the process here, you'll see that uh, Judas' wife, his wife has passed, she dies. And he's lonely, he's lonesome, okay? Now... He has promised uh, to his daughter-in-law, because the first two sons had died that she had married, that when the third one were, uh, was grown, then therefore she could marry the third son. Well, that didn't happen. He reneged. You know how we righteous folks sometimes renege on promises Amen. So what he did, he reneged. The the third son had gotten grown, okay? But he never called for his daughter-in-law to come and to, to marry him. He sends her to her father's house. Now, verse number 14 in Genesis 38, 14 says, watch what she does when she finds out he has reneged on the promise that he made her. And verse 14 says, and she put her widow's garment off from her. In other words, she was a widower. She removes the clothing that she had on, that that widow garment. Okay. Now, because she sees the, the she sees the father-in-law as he goes to another place, and she recognizes that that third son is very much alive and very much grown. Amen. Then it's the uh, verse 14 says, and she covered her with a veil. And wrapped herself and sat in an open place which is by the way. For she saw that Shelah was grown and she was not given unto him to wife. And when Judah saw her, he thought her to be a what? A harlot. He thought she was a whore. Okay? That's what he thought she was. In those days, she was sitting by the way in, in an open place, and he just assumed that she was a harlot for the fact the children are here. Well, for the harlot, but they probably heard worse than that. Amen? And then the Bible goes in to say, because she had covered her face. Verse 16 says, and he turned unto her by the way and said, Go to, I pray thee, let me come in unto thee. For he knew not that she was his what? Daughter-in-law. And she said, what would thou give me? See, he thought he was dealing with a harlot. Okay? His wife had died. So now he thinks, okay, I'm out here and nobody can see me. You know, we do things in the dark, right? Nobody can see me, so he gets involved, and he didn't realize he was involved with his daughter-in-law. But she was very wise. She said, well, let me tell you, I want you to give me your bracelet. I want you to give me your, your signet. I want you to give me your staff, because he had promised to send her back a, a kid. And so uh, at that point, he delivers that to her. Well, the, fast forward a little bit more. The story goes where the, the daughter-in-law comes up pregnant. She comes up pregnant. Now, look at verse number 24, okay? Verse number 24 says, And it came to pass about three months after that it was told Judah, saying, by thy daughter-in-law hath played the harlot. And also, behold, she is with child by whoredom. And Judah said, Bring her forth and let her be what? Burned. Let her be burned. He's ready to kill her, you know. By the law, he's ready to do his thing. But, if you come down to, to verse number 27, you're to drop 27, it says, And it came to pass in the time of her travail that, behold, twins were in her womb. Now, uh, when we look at uh, Matthew chapter number one, uh, chapter number one, and we saw that Judah, he had two sons, Well, they came out as twins. Now, when you think about this, you would say that she's not usable for the kingdom of God, right? So, Tamar is their mother, but she played the role of an harlot. She plays the role as a, can we say it? A whore, right? But she's over here in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Now, if she had been in the Old Testament, she would have never been there, right? And that's how it is sometimes when it comes down to the body of Christ today. They can look at our background or wherever we came from, and they decide with their self-righteous selves, they decide that we are not used over by God. Well, listen, if God clean you up, who is man to say you cannot be used? Amen? See, we're talking about the grace of God. See, some of you, uh, some of all of us, and most of all of us, and really all of us, Well, at some point in our lives, we have really messed up. Amen? But if the truth be known, and and God would uncover all of us, open the closet door, let the skeletons fall out, oh, my God, then nobody would be able to say anything about anybody. Amen? But our God is a God of grace. Our God is a God of mercy. Think about it. Here he is. He didn't use a oh. let we don't stop there. Now, let's go a little bit further, okay? Now, because, see, we want to break the mindset of the religious set. We want to break that mindset, amen? Because once God clean you up, He can use you, amen? Your, your path is thrown away, amen? It's in the sea is what the world of God says. amen? But see, that's why it has to come to the point where we have to break that that mindset. Of, amen. I don't know how many folk been to other churches. Amen. You know, but, but I do know how I used to be in some others. And I know exactly how they are. Amen. Can we get real? Amen. Can we get real in the house? Amen. If you don't dress like them, you don't walk like them, you don't drive like they do, you don't live in that kind of house, and, and most of all, if you don't pay the kind of money that, you know, you got to pay, amen, they think you ought to pay, then you can't be nothing. No, no. Someone, what's up with that? I mean, I have a good friend, and and, and and quite honestly, she's a wealthy friend. But they go to this great big old church. I'm going to say this. They go to this great big, big old church. Amen. And, and, and she, she began to tell me, oh, my, my, my son now, he, he's on the board. That's wonderful. He's on the board. She said, he got to a certain amount of money you have to have. Oh, my God, to be on the board. I said, excuse me, I will never be on the board. Amen. Because right here in this house, we ask, we ask you to give what's belong to the Lord. That's up to you. Amen. God's Word says if you give sparingly, you'll get sparingly. He says if you give bountifully, you'll, you'll get bountifully. So so it's up to every individual. Amen. So now, 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 now let's go back and let's look at uh, uh, this prostitute here. Now, and dropping and, uh, down verse number 5, we're back in Matthew chapter number 1, verse verse number 5. It says, and, and Solomon begat Boaz of Rekha, and uh, Boaz begat Obed a Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. Now, the next person we want to look at, we want to look at that prostitute. Amen. Joshua, ooh, that's a prostitute. Joshua, let's go Joshua chapter number 2. Amen. Joshua, Joshua chapter number 2. Now you want to keep your hands in Matthew because we're coming back to amen. Joshua chapter number 2. Amen. So if God can use, amen, if God can use a harlot, surely He can use me. Amen. Amen. And surely He can use you. Amen. Amen. Is it getting kind of warm without mindset? Amen. Huh? (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. Now, now, let's look, Joshua. Old Testament, Joshua, chapter number two. Are we there? Joshua, chapter number two. We're talking about the harlot, the prostitute, the rapist, and the adulterer. Oh, God's got them in His uh, genealogy, in His generation. Then listed in the book now some of us let's get real so some people we don't even want in our family right <laughs> yeah we like to write them off right come on y'all get real amen we will write them off right but god didn't write us off what's up for that god did not write us up but you know we we, 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 we want to write them off amen now joshua chapter number two joshua chapter number two beginning of verse number one now I, I, I wrote something here uh, uh, right over the top, uh, and, and you're all going to be familiar with this because we hear it often, especially in Congress, amen? Uh, verse number 1 in Joshua chapter number 2, it says, And Joshua the son of Nun sent out of Shittim two men to spy secretly, saying, Go view the land, even Jericho. And they went and they came into where? A harlot's house named Rahab, and they lodged there. Now, harlot is a prostitute, right? So here it is. God has sent His people into a place where they're lodging now, in a place where they got prostitution going on. Amen? Boy, I tell you, religious folk, I tell you. Well, God has got away. Amen. He's got away now. He said, He sends him there to the harlot's house to lodge that. I, I, I labor across the top. He sent him to the cold girl's house. <laughs> He sent them to, y'all do about them call girls, right? So, so, so he sent them to the call girls house, cause see, he, he knew all certain folk were gonna be there, you know what I'm saying? So he knew that what, his, what was gonna have to happen, they had to spy out the land. Now watch how God shows her grace, because she showed his people favor. Now, whenever we begin to show God's people favor, God will give you favor back. God will give you, He will give you favor back. Now, look at now verse number, verse number 12 in chapter number 2. Verse 12 says, Now therefore I pray you, cause now, uh, Rahab is talking. Now she's a prostitute. She's, she's healed him out. She's healed him out. She says, Now therefore I pray you, swear to me by the Lord, since I have shown you kindness, that you will also show kindness unto my Father's house and give me a what? A true token. She wasn't crazy now. She did the same thing that they on the holidays. She asked for a token, right? So she wants to know, listen, I'm helping you. Now, I want to make sure that you help me, but I want some proof that you, you're going to do what you said you're going to do. Amen? All right. Now, uh, verse number 13 says, And that you will save alive my father, my mother, and my brethren, and my sisters, and all that they have, and deliver our lives from them. And the man answered her, Our lies for yours. If you alter not this our business, and it shall be when the Lord has given us the land, that ye shall deal kindly and truly with thee. Now flip over to, to chapter number six. Chapter number six, looking at verse number twenty-two in the book of Joshua, amen. Because now we're dealing with the prostitute, right? Now she wants her, she wants a token, amen. They have come into the, they have come into the call girl's house, amen. So now she's asking for that token, and and Joshua chapter number six, looking at verse number twenty-two, it says. And Joshua had said unto the two men that had spied out the country, Go into the what? The harlot's house, the prostitute, and bring out this, the woman, and all that she had, as ye swear unto her. And the young men that were spies went in and brought out Rahab and her father, her mother, her brethren, and all that she had, and they brought out all the kindred and left them outside of the camp of Israel. So here we find out that God can use now a prostitute. The point is the prostitute now is in that lineage of Matthew chapter number 1. Now, if that's not grace, he, God understands what her dilemma was, and He even knew what her job was. She was a call girl. But He used that situation to bring about what He needed. Do you not know sometimes God will use folk to bring about what He wants brought back? Whenever you get to talking about money, you know where you get money from? From the mother folk. Well, the other I'm not talking about race or color. I'm talking about those people that, that don't give, don't care one way or the other. They don't go to nobody's church. I've got this man that cuts, that cuts grass. He doesn't cuts milan. He, he doesn't go to anybody's church. Keep, keep inviting them if he doesn't go. But every time I go to him, I say, listen, we got a mission. We, we're doing this thing for, for Africa. Can you, can you give me a donation? Uh, he goes admitting no, no words exchange. He immediately goes in his wallet, gives me money to give to the church. And, and I said, well, uh, uh, and I went to him several times. And after while, one of the old surely he's not going to say, she keeps coming back, keep coming back. But God keeps coming back, right? God keeps coming back, keep coming back. So I, told him, I said, we need to buy some toothbrushes for the people in Liberia overseas. And he, I said, can you give me a donation? He said, no problem. And so he gives me a donation. So God will use whomever he wants to use and all. Listen, that money I sanctified in the name of Jesus, and it still bought them two brushes. Amen. 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 God is good. Amen. God is an awesome God. Now, now let's go back to Saint Matthew. Saint Matthew. Now, also in verse number five, it talks about Boaz begat um, uh, 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 Ruth, and Obed begat Jesse. Now, when you talk about Ruth, now Ruth was the Moabite. Now, uh, when you think about Ruth being a Moabite, how she becomes a Moabite, and this is where the rapist comes in, okay? Remember that she's in the genealogy, she's in the generations of Jesus Christ. She's listed, right? She's listed. Now, uh, by her being a Moabite, she comes, she comes from, uh, y'all heard the story about Lot and his two daughters. He, he, you know, when God destroys Sodom and Gomorrah, he, he des- just destroys the city. He tells Lot to get out. His son-in-laws do not want to go. So what happens is, is that they end up, they, instead of them going to Zor, uh, they went to Zor, instead of them going to the mountain, they go to Zor, then they change around, and then they finally get into the mountain, they get into a cave. But his daughters realize that they thought there were no other men around at all. So what do they do? They rape their daddy. It's in the book. Wait, let me see. It's in the book for those who don't believe they raped their father. Um, you can write this down. Genesis chapter 19. Are uh, you going to look at verse number 32? You begin to read that story. So when, when when they lay when they lay down with him, when they laid down with him, he did not even know they laid down with him. Amen. But yet here it is. This rapist huh, is in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Is that is that not grace of wo- God? Can forgive anything and. Anybody. amen, so here it is listed. I mean, can you imagine when you ma- can, can, can you imagine when, when, when uh, people begin to ask Judas uh, his two sons uh, who, uh, who they were connected with and who is their father, they they tell people, uh, my father is my grandfather we're talking about what's in the book, See, we like to skip over all of this stuff. we like to pull out the pretty stuff. We like to pull out we like to pull out the virgin birth of of Mary, right? But we don't do with all this other masters in this genealogy that God's grace is shown throughout the book. Amen. Now we kill we would have killed grandpa and we would we would have killed killed grandma too. But she said, Amen. Under the law they were supposed to be stoned to death. Amen. According to, it's in the book. If you go to the book of Leviticus, it will tell you in about the, about the law, and what they did in those days, okay? So here it is. He now, he has used the rapist. I mean, when you look at this, the, look at the bloodline. When you look at the bloodline of Jesus Christ, God got all kind of people in his bloodline to, to, to that lineage to, to take us to Jesus Christ. That's powerful. In fact, that is mind-blowing. It's mind-blowing. A whore? A prostitute? Y'all know, we've we got them if I had them. I think we'd not roll them off, right? Come on, get real. Amen. Amen. I see it on their faces. I see it on your face. Amen. We'd been wrote them, them off, right? But what happens if God changed their life? Do we still write them off? Sometimes we do. Thank you, brother. You said amen. We still write them off. Amen. We just got one honest person. Amen. Amen. We might as well get real. Amen. Don't no church, for y'all know, you know how we are. Don't sit up here like we so self-righteous. Amen. All we can do is think a little bit. Just think about who 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 you cast aside and who you want to connect. Oh, Holy Spirit. You know, see, there, there got to be a change now. You know, God want to bring about a change. Because see, once there's a change, i become a new creature in Christ. So what we're showing here is the grace of God. That's why when God continues to, to, to forgive and forgive and forgive, and you wonder, God, what in the world is going on? See, that's the grace of God. See, God loves us that much. And what He's trying to say to us as the, as the body, that no matter what we may have done in our life, you're still usable by God. All we have to do is get on the right track, amen. And God can use you, amen. So, so, so now we we want to deal with Bathsheba, amen. That's the adultery. Oh, wow. The adulterer. Now you know, we know the story about Bathsheba. You know, uh um, how David, the David, the king, he sees this woman, Bathsheba. She she's on the on the rooftop and she's bathing. And, and and I'm quite sure that 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 the sun was shining and they were gleaming and her hair proper was long. Can y'all get the picture? Amen. And everything began to rise up in him, and next thing you know, he began to inquire about that woman. Amen. And, y- y'all know how it is you, when y'all mentioned and then all of a sudden we say, who is that Who's that lady? You know, I, I figure I'd get some, you know, I, I can go in your place, you know what I'm saying? I can go in where you are, amen? And you begin to check it out and you begin to inquire. It's the same thing with with females. Who is that man? He looks pretty nice, you know? See, we will inquire. So that's that's what happened with David. He began to inquire, but he didn't realize that he was messing up. But still, you'll see the grace of God, even in David's life. So what does David, do the king? He has the uh, the bathsheba's husband killed before he has him killed. He first tries to get him drunk. Amen. So, once he wouldn't get drunk and going to his wife, you know, so then, cause he already knew at that point that, that was pregnant. Cause she'd come back, I'm talking about the king, y'all. You know, got some leaders, got some places in, you know, in the congregation. I heard we got be, You know, y'all, y'all read me. You got, no, okay, we're not, we're talking about the king, king David now. So, so he said, I've I got to cover up. See, sometimes when we're caught up in our mess, sometimes we like to put some cover over our sins. Amen. But I understand God always knows when we we are what we're doing, and we can't hide from Him, Amen. We can hide from man, but we cannot hide from God. So, so to, to carry on with the story. So, so what happens is He tells him to put Uriah uh, on the on the front line. Let the battle be hot. And once the battle get high, he, he knew he was gonna get killed. And once that happens, and they bring news back that Uriah is dead, then he gives a few months there for, for, for Bathsheba to have a mourning period, you know. He, he got that thing set up, he got it covered up, and he thinks that, oh, I, 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 got it going on, and nobody know what I did, you know. Nobody never meant Bathsheba. But see, the Holy Ghost always knows that. Uh, he, he always knows about our uh, stuff, amen? So, so then the Bible says that, that, that he, he marries Bathsheba and I don't know the amount of years that, that they were going along and, and all of a sudden when that baby comes forth and all of a sudden here comes a man by the name of Nathan and, and a prophet and, and the prophet tells him he, he begins to tell him about what he had done and, and he had taken another man's sheep is where he worded and then he says you have a whole lot but you didn't go in your own Harlem but you went in this man's this man's house on his sheep that you take and so uh, like David like everybody else amen he wanted to put the lot on the man. He says, Whoever did it, they deserve to die. And then Nathan said, Well, you are the man. To you one. See, he was so ready to, to, to lay out somebody else, and when it was his mess, and he didn't realize it was his mess. So, God unveiled that. But let me show you how, how beautiful God is with his grace. With his grace. He said, now listen, this child cannot live. So, the baby dies. Even though, right before the baby dies, David goes on a fast. And when he goes on this fast, he's praying, he's fasting, and hoping God will change his mind. But God don't change his mind when he's not gonna allow that Type of sin, to, to, to be at that place where he does not want to be. So what happens here, once the, see, the, the baby dies, and they tell him he gets himself up because he's been fasting. After the fast is over, then God let him know, I'm going to give you another son. And this son is named Solomon. See, you see the grace of God. So, see, God took that mess, that sin, He took that mess, and He, He, He really couldn't allow it to happen, but see, David had to be punished, amen? See, we got to be punished for our sin, amen? Amen, we don't get all scot free now. Yeah, but so what He did He put that aside, and he, he gives him another son called Solomon. And once Solomon come over, Solomon is the most wisest fool you ever want to see. If you don't believe he's the wisest fool, read the book of Ecclesiastes, amen. He says, what well, we're going to do later, we're going gonna to drink, but we're going to drink tea, coffee, tea, tea, water, and soda, amen. But he wasn't drinking no tea, coffee, and soda, amen. He said, drink and be merry, you know. And So see, he's about the wisest fool that it was, amen. But see, the grace of God, but look at the grace of God. He's over here in the genealogy of Matthew, of Jesus Christ. See, normally, normally, we would not allow that to happen. Amen. If we had to write our own ancestry, you know, had to write our own uh, uh, people who used to be in our life, and who we were, in it listed down. Now, y'all know y'all got some folks y'all already wrote off. Amen. Let's get real. Amen. You got some people you've already written off. Amen. But by the grace of God, see, Christ is showing us that's not how we do. Because you don't never know when God's going to say that person. Amen. So then you want to make sure you in line with God. Amen. Amen. So here it is. He uses now. He uses the harlot. He uses the prostitute. He uses God. just strange. Anybody else think about that? He's strange. He used the rapist. He used the adulterer. Amen. See, Bathsheba was an adulterer. She was married. But here it is. Look at that. I mean, I want to ask that question that the Holy Spirit knows. Amen. Amen, amen. The Holy Spirit knows. Amen. So, so but, but looking at this thing, and I said, God, you are so awesome. You're awesome. Now, let's look at, um, got three scriptures, and we're going to be out of here. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians, New Testament, chapter number 15. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, because God can use people. The, uh, the way he wants to be, to use them. 1 Corinthians 15. Praise God. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. Looking at Paul's life. You know, we, we know about Paul. We, we always talk about Paul in, in, in the New Testament. A man that wrote 13 epistles, uh, within the Bible. But, but I want you to look at Paul. 1 Corinthians chapter number 15. I'm going to read verse number 9. And and this is Paul talking, he says, For I am the least of the apostles, that I am not meet to be called an apostle, because, what did he do? He persecuted the church. How many of us talked about the church? Amen. But here it is. Here it is. I, I, I'm the least. I, 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 this is what I did. I persecuted the church. You know how it is. Sometimes before you guys say, you know, the old church folk they ain't no good. Yeah. You know? Anybody said that beside me? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. We 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 all get there. Amen, amen. Before we got into the place where we knew right from wrong, we actually we did know right from wrong, before we got into that place of understanding the grace of God, we said some things from our mouths we ought not to have said. Amen. Against I, I the, the true saints now. I'm talking about true saints now. Because everybody that's in the house is not of the house. Amen. And you got to understand that too now. Don't be deceived now. Because they look like gold, they don't mean it's gold. Amen. Because everything shining doesn't mean it's glittering. And this is the right thing. Amen. So then, verse number 10 says, watch what Paul says. He says, but by the what? grace of God. Now, he didn't, I mean, he didn't have to have stood there holding the man's garments, you know, while they're stoning the man to death, and he's standing there in agreement, but he says, but by the grace of God, I am what, what I am. So, today, if you're walking with God, and, and and it's only by the grace of God, amen, It's nothing good that we have done, it's just by the grace of God, he had not wiped us out, amen. I mean, because, you know, really, thank God for Him being there on the cross for us. Amen? Because we all deserve death. Amen? Every one of us deserve death. Amen? But it's only by the grace of God. It's only by His grace that we are, if you've got two nickels and a penny, if you can get up and walk, if, if, if you can hear, if you can, in your, oh my God, if you're in your right mind today, amen. It's only by the grace of God, amen. Nothing good that we've done is by the grace of God. He says, it's by the grace of God, I am where I am. And then He says, and His grace, he wasn't no a fool now. And His grace which was bestowed upon me was what? Not in vain. Let me tell you something. If God gives you grace, don't let it be in vain. Because he says now, now, he says, because that grace he keeps bestowing upon me, he says, I'm not going to take advantage of grace. Can't, so you can't take advantage of grace and keep on living in sin. No, after a while, that comes a day. Amen. That comes today, Amen. Amen. So he says now, he says, uh, 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 I am, and his grace, which was bestowed upon me, was not in vain. Then he says, but I labored. He was very appreciative. He said, "But I labored more abundantly than they all; yet not I, but the grace of God, which was with me." You see, when, when God do some great things in our life, we need to get on a, on a pathway and begin to run for Jesus. Because by right, we know that, that those things should have happened. anybody done some things? You know, you should have got caught for, or you should have went to jail for. You know, yeah. you know. Some of us think, well, well, I didn't go out and rob the bank, and I, I didn't go out there and uh, 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 steal my house. Well, I'm going I'm, to I'm tell you how God going to get you. Y'all working folk. Amen. Y'all working people. Amen. When you start stealing that man's time, amen, when you're supposed to, I said it oftentimes, when you get a 30 and two tens, that's what, 50 minutes. And sometimes we might get an hour by the time before the day is over with, maybe might, might an hour and a half, then 15 minute uh, 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 bathroom breaks. Hello, you still stealing, right? Because when you when you sign on, right? When you sign on and contract with the man, right? You, he told you how many breaks you could have, right? But did he tell you you could have some extra at your leisure? Did he? Did he? So what, what you call that? Stealing, amen. And stealing is what sinning, right? Oh, come on, y'all. Come on. And, and, and I'm, I'm going to take you back here, too, even when you were a child, because we said this on Wednesday night. You know when your mom and daddy told you, your mom, especially your mom, said, don't go get that cookie at the cookie jar. And and just as soon, oh, I heard a teenager cough on that now, you know. So so, so just as soon as Mama back got turned, you went in there and got the cookie at the cookie jar. Well, what do you call that except stealing? And what stealing is what? It's, it's a sin, amen. So don't don't come out with oh, I didn't do this and I didn't do that. I didn't I didn't do that. But listen, sin is sin, amen. There is no degrees to sin. Only person gives degrees to sin is man. Man said, so "Well, your sin is what? Well, well, I can do that. You, you, your sin is worse than mine. No, when you when you stand before the Father." Sin is sin. There's no degrees of it. So, regardless of what we have done, regardless of what somebody else did, we've got to stand for ourselves. Amen. Come on y'all. let's get real. Amen. But God still can use us. Amen. When we get on the right track. So, we got to, you know, we got to give a pull up. You know, you know how it is when the baby moves from the diaper to the pull up. You know, he's got some more training, right? So, God has given us a pull up. Amen. He's giving us a pull up. Because, you know, we will, we will, uh, put degrees on sin right? Amen. How many of us guilty? I got my hand up, got my feet up, and every toe that I have. Amen. Amen. Because we're just real real in the house, right? And see, that's what's wrong with church, but we can't get real. Amen. You know, we want people to think we're holy and down. No, no. It's only by the grace of God. It's His righteousness that's been imputed unto us. That's how we end up being righteous. It's His righteousness. Amen. So we're going to school some folk. we got to school them now. Now uh, one more place. Let's two more places. Let's go to First Timothy. Oh, Lord. First Timothy, chapter uh, one. First Timothy, chapter number one. Thank you, Holy Spirit. First Timothy, chapter number one. First Timothy, New Testament. First Timothy, chapter number one. How is there? Now, we wanted to um, I'm going to start reading verse number 12. And Paul is talking to Timothy. He says, And I thank uh, Christ Jesus our Lord, who has enabled me, for that he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Some of us don't deserve to be where we are. Amen. Because see, God counts us faithful. Amen. Then verse 13 says, Who was before a blasphemer, a persecutor, Uh injurious. Uh but I watch what he says. After he talking about what all he did, he said, but I obtained what? Mercy. He obtained mercy. He said, because I did it ignorantly in unbelief. Too. we can we really attain mercy. A lot of things we do, don't realize we're doing it, but we can sin. But God says, listen, I- I'm going to give you my mercy. I mean, I don't know about you, I haven't got so much mercy on my Lord. Jesus, please don't cut it off. I- I'm, 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 I'm real. Amen. Amen. I-, I can be real with me about me. Amen. Now, verse number uh, uh, 14 says, And the grace of our Lord was exceedingly abundant with faith, and love which is in Christ Jesus. Verse 15 says, This is a faithful saying, watch this, and worthy of all acceptation that Christ Jesus came into the world to save what? Sinners. This is Paul talking. He says, To save sinners of whom I am chief. Huh. Boy, but, but God allowed him to write 13 letters, 13 epistles in the Bible. Is that not amazing? That you, when you look at his resume, it did not look good, right? But according to man, amen. His resume. We never listen. I used to hide five people. I wouldn't hide him. Can I be real? You think about it. Y'all, y'all, same way. come on, come on now, come on. you, you look at this resume. You look at his resume, and you tell me whether or not you would hide him. No. No! <laughs> you, I mean, He, he you know, he's, I'm a sinner. I'm the, he's, I'm the chief. Most folks don't like to know they're sinners either. Mm, you don't like do that either. Mm. But he says, he I'm the chief. But watch this here. Verse 16. He says, how be it for this cause I obtain mercy that in me first Jesus Christ might show forth all what Long suffering. How many of us are long suffering? How many of us are just impatient? <laughs> At least the other sister raised her head, she says, I'm impatient. But, 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 but he, he's saying that Christ was showing his long suffering. Think about our lives. God says I'm I'm being long suffering with us. With the, with the world, with the body. I'm like, God, when not you going to send down some stuff here? Because look at this, well, they're crazy. I mean, God, I'll I, 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 I starting to want to call down fire for God. No, that's God's business. He knows how long he wants to be long-suffering. and He was long-suffering with us, right? Now, look at the next thing he says, what Paul said. He says, not all is that Christ can show forth all long-suffering. He says, for what a pattern? A pattern to them which should hereafter believe on him to life everlasting. So what God's saying is this, he said, or what Paul is saying, he said, listen, I use Paul and I let, I want people to know that no matter what your life is or what it may have been, he says, I need to use you for a pattern. When you change your life around, God says, just like Paul did, I want to use you as a pattern. So, and then when he became that pattern, he told, oh, I hear your Holy Spirit. He told the truth. <laughs> he told the truth when he became a pattern. You know, there comes a time, you know, when God set us free and, and, and we're, we're living a life of holiness and righteousness. We won't care about that all the other mess we, we, we done, done. Amen. We make folks think that, oh, we've always been this way. Yeah, there is a lot. Tell them the home. Why do you think the, t- the church houses are empty and people are living in any kind of way, living devil standards and all this? Because we won't tell them the truth. We won't get real. We want them to think that we've got it all going on. Amen. And we've always been this way. And if we tell the truth, amen, we all have some issues. Even today as being saved, we still got issues. Can we, can we get real? And see, that's what's wrong. You can't get real in the church house. Amen. You can't get real. But well, we should be able to get real. If I can't get here real with you all, my God, you know I can't get real with you world. Well, amen. So Paul said, I want to use you as a pattern. I want to use you as a pattern. So your life, all of our lives, God said, I want to use you as a pattern. He said, I'm going to cut you out and everybody else is going to look at you. So okay, if he can do it and he can make it, surely I can. Amen? Surely I can. Amen? So so, so let God uh, 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 use you. No matter what your life may have been or what your life is, once you believe, believe on Jesus Christ, He can make a change. We become a new creature. If He can use the harlot, the hoe, if He can use the prostitute, if He can use the rapist and the adulterer, surely He can use us. And I didn't say me by myself. Hey, amen. Come on, y'all. Let's get God a handcuff of praise for His word. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. God is an awesome, awesome God. I pray, I pray, you know, that, that we didn't go too fast. I pray that you got it. Amen. I pray. I pray there was some, some mind-breaking going on. Amen. I, I just believe that God, you know. I don't know if anybody believe or even begin to think that God, if you feel like, uh, I, I've done too much that God can't use me. I, I, I don't know who we've got people like that in here. Uh, people that are listening to streaming live or listening you know, uh, on the uh, iTunes stores. And we think that because of what we've done in our life, God cannot use us. Let me tell you, God can. And God will. All we got to do is be willing. Be a willing vessel. He can. I'm grateful and I'm thankful for the grace of God. For the grace of God. Amen. Come on. Amen. 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 I'm thankful. I don't know about y'all, but I'm thankful for the grace of God. have not always been good. I'm still not good all my life. But by His grace, by His grace, by His grace.